0: stand my ground throw these money trees go overseas like percy towel i'll make sure you stay around quiet when i'm under loud no negatives allowed me positivity took a vow i always play to win don't anticipate loss mind always in the clown, my boy never think about the drop never
1: ever ever think about the drop welcome to sports fans it is the mkt show i'm mkt i am mkt what a time to be alive. Serbians getting kicked out of Australia. I'm just a guy living my life, my laugh, if you're from South Africa. And I'm, um, I'm a very content man right now in life. You know what I'm saying? Are you now? Very. I work in content and I am content. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah. So uh, work hard. And yeah, do that
1: and, and more work hard and more. You know and, and we've worked hard, but we can work harder. That's the exciting thing. You know what I'm saying it's possible to work even harder. Mm. But it's not, it's not enough to just work hard. You got to play be- hard. No, no, people say that, but no, like we have a fun job. We're already playing at work. You know what I'm saying what I say is <laughs> you got to be effective as well. It's like people get obsessed with how work hard, but how productive are you? You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's important to be productive. Like people get caught up in what they call hunting alligators, because it feels good to be busy sometimes. You know, some people just like saying, "Oh, I just can't right now." What are you doing? I'm just so busy.
0: No, but some people are busy.
1: Well, busy doesn't mean productive, though. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people confuse the two. It gets quite annoying for me because I'm like. You're not a grown up Or what You're not recording What you're doing Do you know what I'm saying Mm. I don't think a lot of people Do know what I'm saying Because People get all caught up In themselves Being a victim Of being busy And they feel like That means they're working hard But life happens No No Life shouldn't happen to you The the more you The more you become a grown up You know what I'm
0: saying No It happens No No you can control Your life
1: Third point. It's just hard Like what can't you control In your life
0: um, death, sickness.
1: Sure, you can reduce the sickness possibility, but so you can, so you can control the factors of trying to manage sickness. But death, ah, luck like taxes four hundred and seventy-five billion and O. Oh, hey, death is undefeated. Still going. The undisputed
0: coming out of evolution.
1: Planet Earth.
0: If you're hearing that, that is compliments of all oh, it's ginger root tea. That's where all that energy is coming from.
1: Mortality. <laughs> I'm saying? Mm. Death is undefeated. Undefeated. Never loses.
0: Death and father time. Undefeated. Speaking of people who lose, I feel like we should just get this out the way now because I don't want to take a whole segment of the podcast. No, let's hear it. But uh Djokovic... Um, Wimbledon is saying, listen. No, you're joking.
1: Yeah. Wait, where is that? Is that Sky Sports or or is that just some jamoke on Twitter?
0: No, well, I follow all those, you know, sports banter pages. So I follow the Sport Bible. Okay. Oh, they're Um, not exactly journalists, but okay. No, no, no. Not exactly journalists, but it says Novak Djokovic could be banned from defending his Wimbledon title. So first French Open, now Wimbledon. But is
1: that a serious article?
0: Well, uh or is that just them saying that? because No, no, no. That's, that's Look, I'm not saying that they're a serious article, but they do get this. Their sources are serious. According
1: to my sources. That's what people always sources. say when they're... Yeah. You know, when they've got no clue what's going on. <laughs> according to my sources.
0: So I just want to get that out of the way now. It looks like Djokovic has become... What do you call um in law? When you, it's it's like a reference. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's set the he's set the bar of what all sports are going to are going are going to be now. Oh, I thought you meant he's become persona non grata. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. I don't well, speak Latin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. No so, oh, that's fine. Yeah. So Djokovic has become like the standard of what all sportsmen are going to be held against in future cases of. Non-vaccination and COVID and participating in tournaments with lots of money. Novak. Yeah.
1: Novak. So, but I said to you yesterday. Maybe he's born with this. Maybe he's Maybelline. Um, But I said to you yesterday, this would happen. Yeah, you did. Because I I know how corporations work. Mm Mm-hmm. And the one thing the major tour cannot afford to be, because they're already always at odds with the rest of the tour in tennis. Like mm. the the tour doesn't like the majors. Like the ATP cannot stand the, the majors because the majors just think the whole tennis calendar is about them. But if you have a look at the end of the season, the fifth, in inverted commas, grand slams, the ATP masters, right? And they hate that. The, the, there's a very fractious relationship. So... What the what the all the opens will do, is or or, all the majors, is come together and say, look, we all have to be on one side, which all smart people do. Like if you, if you going through the most with your family, right, or whatever it may be. If you want to lead, you got to get people on board. You you can't have now Wimbledon making its own rules, and because you know what happens then, Djokovic is like, oh. Australian and unlike the Australian open at least Wimbledon you know what I'm saying yeah so you all need to be clearly bound together and we will not move for anybody and expect a, a press release from all of them at the same time
0: yeah so what Wimbledon starting then French open no
1: no no they'll do a one so do you remember when the, it was the super league that was proposed yes and then um all of the clubs released the or like the Premier League la liga um and all those guys released uh, one statement at, at the same time. And remember how even Real Madrid, <laughs> the way they announced it was Real Madrid and all the clubs, Chelsea, Spurs, they all released uh, their things at the same time because they're colluding. That's what the majors will do. So expect, I, I would say, after Aussie Open, or maybe even sooner, just to, is the, these are the rules now and this is what we're doing. And you can expect the rest of the majors to condemn uh, officially Novak Djokovic's behavior but they'll come out with one statement across the board.
0: But now will that be from the tennis association? No, 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 no. From the majors from themselves. The majors, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. The ATP is, they aren't touching this one. They're just yeah. like, hey, we just want to have tennis tournaments. Yeah. Wild. Okay. Mm. But I feel like at some point, Novak, it stops being interesting. You know what I mean?
0: I know, I've lost interest. That's why I, th- I said let's just get out the way. Yeah. We don't have to spend a whole segment on it. No, no, it's just- we don't.
1: I'm over Novak. <laughs> and here's my thing. So I have a few Serbian friends in life. I like edge. I don't like self-centered. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. So good luck to Novak. Although he doesn't need good luck. He's probably worth, what, $200 million? You'll be all right.
0: Uh, he'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine.
1: He's one of the richest people to ever live. He lives in Spain. You'll be all right.
0: And somebody will want to play tennis with him. With <laughs> What do you think? Like his brother. Is this when the Serbians start up their own tennis? The Milosevic Cup. Yeah. 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 Business opportunity. There we go.
1: Oh, yeah. Bunch of itches, huh? Yeah. Out there in Serbian <laughs> land. So, yeah. Now that that's out the way. We can get to football talk. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Benitez, he got fired. Mm. Ralph Ranik.
0: it's all burning down.
1: Man United are so bad.
0: <laughs> They're so bad. The Premier League, like some of these clubs, are really just it's it's a comedy club out there now. Like <laughs> I read a stat this weekend on on Twitter that said the most impressive stat. That they find hilarious is that Granit Xhaka, in his five years of being at Arsenal, has had to put out 16 apologies <laughs> on his Instagram for whatever reason he's done. What a <laughs> mess. How does he become the captain of Arsenal? And then, how do you
1: go from him to Aubameyang? That lets you know what a mess
0: Arsenal are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I saw Aubameyang arrived back to Arsenal camp.
1: I saw he he had a word to say because people were saying he... He had a disciplinary issue at Gabon. Oh, really? And he said he dismisses that. He's come out and said, that's not me, fam. But what does Gabon say? I don't know.
0: Because are we going to really rely on the on the chats of a what, 25, 26-year-old footballer? No, he's a bit older than that. With an, what, like 30? Yeah. With an ego to match. Older
1: Pierre-Embric Aubameyang.
0: <laughs> what a... He's living a wild life, that guy. He still needs to come to Chelsea. I'll stick by my statement I made yesterday. What, just for the vibes? Yeah. We need somebody who's quick up front. We've got the, we've got the center covered. We've got Kovacic and Kante working overtime. We don't need anyone in center. We need somebody who can literally take the ball. And Romulu not doing that at the moment. He is quick on the ball, don't get me wrong, but the man is like a house. He does turn like an iceberg. Yeah, oh, that's so. true. We just literally need lightning speed at the top. And Aubameyang has that. So he doesn't even need to do much. We have our, well, we'll see what our defense is going to be like in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not being held captive. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get another left wing. Um, but yeah, we literally just need some lightning at the top. And Aubameyang's got that fire. Not to mention he'll just fit right into the Chelsea lifestyle. Yeah, I'm not sure he might.
1: That, that might be too
0: much sauce. No, no, no.
1: He's all-sourced
0: all the time. Yeah, yeah, but just remember, we're losing some sauce because we're going to be losing Rudiger. He's going to go. Definitely. The- I'm,
1: I'm vetoing your Aubameyang thing. Damn it.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Because we can't get Haaland. No. Where's he going to go? PSG? Real Madrid. He literally has... He's He's in the best position he could possibly be as a footballer. Oh. He can pick anywhere. Now it's just who... Yes. Like write the fattest check. Yeah, that's how much money is that gonna get? You see, so I read somewhere that
1: Real Madrid are preparing a package that'll cost them two hundred ninety-two million for his first contract. What Holland? Yeah, I don't know if he'll do it. No, well, not just for him. I mean, that's like Mino included, the transfer included. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, Real Madrid's the mountaintop. It doesn't get better than that.
0: Like, well, I don't think so. I think I think that's where you're wrong now, because La Liga is cool, but I just don't think it's where it's at right now. Like it's getting back, but there's just so much damage in the in the La Liga with Barcelona and Real Madrid, and they've lost really really good players. So I don't think it's where it's at at the moment. Like I think I think it'll come back. I just think Real Madrid is still like
1: I'm trying to find an ex like a way. Like maybe it's a generational thing because for your age you're thinking Apple all the way, you know. Whereas I'm like, no, I want a Samsung. You're like, oh, that doesn't make sense. But see, Real Madrid, it's tough. Thirteen Champions League titles. It's still it's the nirvana of football. Like if Real Madrid want you, it's it's so hard as a player because also Real Madrid don't often come back twice. Like it's not, it's not. They're not Man United or Chelsea or these other clubs. You know what I mean? Is if if you don't go when it's we we calling, we'll move on.
0: No, but the thing is, you have people like PSG also knocking at your door, and PSG has always been a first option for many many people. So it's not just just when Neymar joined.
1: Yeah. So you think it's the money train now?
0: I mean, check where Ronaldinho went after Barcelona. Oh, He went to AC Milan. He was at PSG before. I was a picture before. Yeah. No, no. Look, l- listen. Even series R is becoming. L- look, I-, I think
1: some things are just those that that thing. I-, I think it's kind of like if you think in music, like really, people could make albums at home and 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 still go to Billboard number one. You know what I mean? Mm. But what do people like to do? Go to those massive studios and th- th- there's some staples. That
0: I just never... Like, Real Madrid's just... If they offer, you got to go. I just... I wouldn't. Because I've seen too many players go there in their prime and die. Yeah, because it's not for everyone. Eden Hazard. No, it's the biggest pressure in the world. Real Madrid is the biggest pressure in the world. Courtois. And even even they have great players who still can't shine in that team. Yeah, because it's Real Madrid. Because Real Madrid will tell you... You can't come here and be average. We just had Cristiano Ronaldo. Who's that guy I was telling you about yesterday? I don't know. He was the god. Of what? Of football. Could be anyone. Pele? I mean... No, who? no, no. Young, young guy at Real Madrid. Asensio. Who? Asensio. Oh, but he's nothing. So good. Not at Real Madrid.
1: Because Real Madrid will tell you, we had Luis Figo here. Don't come here, be mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about great players. We just had Cristiano Ronaldo and Tony Cruz.
0: Sergio Ramos. I saw Newcastle's looking at somebody else, but I didn't even know who they were. I forgot. Botman. Oh, yes.
1: Yeah. Looks like that deal's done. Is it? He'll play center back. Yeah. Good. Dutch center back. Newcastle should buy, they should just buy like a club.
0: They should buy Arsenal. <laughs> I was literally about to say buy Arsenal. Yeah. Just That's buy insane. them out.
1: Although the Arsenal ownership is so rich. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Stan Kroenke, who he's married to. You know, it saddens me. Ma- that- do, do you know who Stan Kroenke is married to? No. So his wife is worth about $40 billion. Wow. Walmart. You heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. The Walmart daughter. Wow. Yeah. She got a slice of the pie. So is he like Steadman? No, because he's also worth $7 billion. <laughs> <laughs> So Slightly different. Stan Kroenke. He owns a couple of clubs. He owns the Denver basketball team. Or no, Denver ice hockey team. Yeah. Uh, he owns uh, LA, L.A. Rams. This is the Denver Nuggets. No, that's basketball. Oh,
0: sorry. You said? Hockeys. Oh, yeah. And Israel.
1: And then he owns um, L.A. Rams. They just won last night. Matt Stafford right now. They're
0: doing it. I was actually watching ESPN 2 last night. And they were actually covering Afghan, believe it or not. But it was terrible. <laughs> How bad? Like, <laughs> they can't even pronounce some of the names. <laughs> and I'm just... In fairness, neither and you. No, no, no. True.
1: Although, although I know what you mean.
0: It just feels so... I like, wish the Americans would just let us do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say, like, we need
1: to... St- like, just let us do it. Eh? Don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Don't, like, we also speak English. Don't worry about it. And by the way, to us, you've got an accent.
0: Yes. So don't worry about the accent because you sound... You, like you got- sound ridiculous in this situation. Isn't yeah. it funny, like, when Americans speak about football? soccer yeah soccer that's they they are 0 and 12 it's so weird like in that because i'm so used to the british talking about football and then when you hear the americans do it you like this that's a real good cross yeah it sounds really out of place Uh, it's it's marcus rashford the premier league (laughs) have you heard that yeah
1: premier league it's hilarious. Just let us do it. Yeah, yeah. But one thing I know, I've done quite a bit of business with Americans. Is so, the, and, and real thing, they cannot stand when you speak with an accent. Like they, they don't like it. like they don't like stuff produced from outside of America.
0: Oh, so they want you to put on that American accent? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Which is weird. Like it's, it's authentic.
0: For us to talk about the football or for
1: Brits to talk about the football. Cause like ESPN have that vibe going just a little bit on the ESPN FC. I don't know
0: if you've ever seen it. Uh, I think I've, chew- I haven't tuned in for long cause I don't like watching it.
1: Yeah. It's very old school presenting style and it's good. Steve Nickel. and so they've got a Scottish guy in there. They've got, uh, Shaka Hislop. He's, um, he's from the West Indies, Trinidad and Tobago. Um, then they got, I forget who the presenter is. He's British. But it's, they've done it American style. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's clunky. I've always found ESPN's coverage of soccer <laughs> very clunky. Because they try and cover it like they cover the NFL. Yeah, yeah, and it's two different things. Completely different sport, different vibe. Terminology as well. But, but you know what it is? Is You have to pander to your consumer. And Americans consume content that way. Yeah. So why change? You know what I mean? It's, it's like people always say, I can't believe this art, so and so artist sold out. No, they're listening to what people are listening to and they're making that cause it's about that cheddar. It's,
0: yeah. It's, let's, it's, let's, let's put that like innocent view aside. When it comes down to it in anything that anyone does, whether it be presenting or if you play sports, it's all about money. Yes. It's there's no other reason. It's a business. Yeah, it's not for the love of the game. It's not for everyone. Yeah, when it comes down, when it comes down to business, how, how do you say? It? It's be- Toto. Toto. Oh. Why did you do that? <laughs> it's business. This is business. I worked for a company once, so we we're doing productions, and we put out like we we're doing voiceovers, and they thought it was ridiculous that we put South African accents. Well, our accents. We had to put. I had to ask the presenters to do an american style accent for our productions, and I was like, But then why are we doing this? like this is ridiculous and hilarious by the way, because now you listening to South Africans put on an American accent but have you heard that on supersport where it 's clearly
1: a South African doing an australian accent oh do they do they or, put on the on the accent no because i can hear I, I, <laughs> i'm i 'm a voice artist i i 've been doing this so I can hear sure. when... When you're not being authentic. And I'm like, ugh. It's also like Tom Holland's... Um, no, it doesn't stick. So, it's, uh, Like Tom Holland's American accent's terrible. It's it's
0: awful. I don't think it's as bad. I think mm. for a for British, for a very British person... No, it's as bad. I don't think so. It's because you're not listening. You fooled me. It's not worth, worse than Cumberbatch, though. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, no. He must stick to being British. Like, even his... His whole look is British. Like... Don't, don't pretend you're American. His, his American accent is. Can I tell you what? And I he's wish, a magnificent actor, that like I. I wish I had an American accent. Why? I don't know. I don't, I've never liked the South African accent. I don't like it. But I, uh, I do enjoy the banter around it. Like, Americans sound ridiculous to us. We, I would love to hear from an American perspective. Have you heard
1: how the Brits rip us? No. Yeah, cause they, they do like <laughs> the oak from the East, East Rand, like that. And you know, i from South Africa, maybe. Oh, it's so funny, the way the Brits do it, because they think we sound like Neanderthals.
0: I, I may have heard on, on Gareth's show that, this, yeah? um, that South Africa is one of the Sexiest. top rated accents of all time. Which makes no sense it to me. It doesn't make any sense to I me.
1: I think we sound like, like we're 4,000 years behind the rest of the world. Do you, do you know what I mean? Cause we talk like this here. Exactly. Know? Yeah, so, but, oh, they love, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, they In love. In America, it. they could not get enough of my accent. I'm like, this is terrible. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> and America has a few accents as well. Yeah, yeah, because you have your guys down south. Mm-hmm. Then you've got like your New York East Coast. Oh, is that East Coast? I don't know what the West Coast sounds like. Is it more like. like- Snoop Dogg. Oh, is it? But that's, again, Damn, even the West Coast, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Even the West Coast, you're talking about, um, because there's the Valley girls. I'm from the Valley. The Valley. Uh, There's there's that weird, like, rich girl thing. Yeah. Yeah, like our sort of northern suburbs yuppie girls that walk around. Yeah. With that accent.
0: What a mess. Why can't we just all... Now... Did you hear Snoop Dogg do an Irish accent the other day? No way. It was by far the best thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Where was that now? Why was that? Um, (laughs) You know, he hosts that new show with Kevin Hart where they review like funny videos. I haven't seen it. It's hilarious. Okay. And Conor McGregor was one of the guys who came up and he was saying, you know, how Conor McGregor had a broken leg. And he was like, damn, that guy... (laughs) I, I, can I insert it in this podcast? I don't no, think I can. No, no, no. I don't want to get sued. I'll try find the video and retweet it on Twitter. Yeah, i do that on the show. It is, and Kevin Hart looked at him and he was like, "I can't believe where you just pulled that accent <laughs> <laughs> out of because was it proper? It is so proper. No ways. And it's so weird hearing Snoop Dogg go." like off his accent into an irish accent but you forget he's like being a performer forever like of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course
1: he's got that in the locker he's one of the ogs yeah he's a performer so snoop dogg is an actor
0: yeah, yeah. have you seen soul plan i haven't i haven't seen any of his films i've i've been wanting to but they're not out on streaming service. have you ever seen Pootie tang
1: no i think you'd like those so those are like have you seen undercover brother
0: no. They they're very Which is the one that Mac Miller featured in. I did watch that one. I don't know who Mac Miller is. White guy. Black guy. White guy. Okay. One of the
1: best rappers from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh. The Yenza. So I've been to Pittsburgh. Um Steelers. Midwestern, yeah. yeah? Steelers. That's, Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible ownership group at Pittsburgh Pirates. Terrible at, at baseball right now. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Hi hey. yeah so what are you saying baseball is that, your, is that your knowledge of baseball?
0: Um, I don't watch baseball. I know of baseball, like I know some of the teams, but um I haven't actually watched it. we used played at uh, you know p e whenever the lesson was done, blah like, guys, here's a tennis ball, play some baseball.
1: so to be clear, not in Port Elizabeth. what do you mean? you said p e
0: Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean like physical education. A lot of people don't know that. Sorry. No, don't be. What what do people call it? PT. I know PT was also a thing. Yeah. Yeah. In phys ed, if you will. Phys ed, yeah. (laughs) Interesting stuff. So, football. Rafa got sacked, eh? Yeah. He's so fired, that guy. But um, did you agree with the sacking? I thought it was a very interesting because he just
1: joined in what, March? I'm not a fan of organizations that um, – oh, I don't like anything that's a mess. You're saying Everton's a mess? Complete and utter. And they've been that since the ownership group took over. Yeah. They haven't had a manager last
0: longer than 18 months. No. And do you see the lineup for the next one, by the way? N- no. But uh, And I saw it coming. Wayne Rooney, obviously, <sighs> top of the list.
1: Imagine Wayne Rooney as your manager. Oh, man.
0: But are, is this going to be the classic, like, bring Frank Lampard in from but, from the Rangers? But Lampard's an adult. Lampard's also on the list, by the way. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I can see Frank Lampard as
1: the manager of a football club. Wayne Rooney just got caught with some friends late night. You know what I mean? What was he do? On video. Well, you, oh, did you not see those images again?
0: No. Was he, what, ladies with the knights or what? I don't know
1: if they were ladies of the night, but they were ladies. And he, was, he fell asleep in the chair. Like, like you, you can't have that as your manager, dude. But isn't he managing? Darby. Derby. Well, Darby have a transfer ban in RMS. So he belongs at Derby. I understand that. Also. Was that his fault? No, no, it? but mess hangs around with mess. You know what I mean? Like, he, have you ever seen, like, anybody who's on drugs is generally with somebody else who's on drugs? You know what I mean?
0: That's why I don't understand rehabs. I think they're so stupid.
1: To, uh, bring him, say, no. Think about it, you're
0: just putting somebody with other people who have the same problem. Rehab. hmm Makes no sense to me. So what do you like how should rehab go? Like you on your own. Well, that's one way of doing it, but mm-hmm. the thing is you're throwing somebody into a clique of other people who do the same thing. Surely that's red flags there. How has no one seen this? But are you not thinking if a bunch of people
1: that want to heal from something, it's probably a little bit better if they're all together supporting one another? Cause like imagine I come to you and I say, oh, and, and I'm not defending rehabs there. There's, I have my own problems with, with them, but if I come to you and to you, from what I, I've seen working with you so far, doesn't look like you're on any recreational narcotics, but we don't know that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could be just a
0: brilliant liar. Um common personality traits and you know human beings. Yeah. Well I wasn't say drug users, but What lying? Yeah. Yeah. Very convincing also.
1: Human beings in general, they will lie to you. Mm. You If you if you give them a chance, they will lie to you. Um but if I came to you, you living your life, la di da, you know, having a pizza, um, drinking a monster in the morning, you know what I mean? And I come to you and I say, oh, Ryan. And I come six times and I say, oh, I'm having a heroin problem. What are you going to say? Oh, bro, stop doing heroin. Like, just stop. Or, or no, what would you say? What would you say if I came to you and I said, Ryan, I'm having a bit of a train spotter. Oh, you haven't seen train spotting, I'd imagine. Because you haven't seen anything good. No, you, you know you and McGregor? Mm. Train spotting.
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable
1: classic all-time classic that gives you kudos by the way that that's me, that's my list. that is cool guy points train spotting is indie and edgy if you if you tell people i've seen train spotting and then you know what you must say to be cool right
0: what
1: i'm not gonna watch the second one because just some things shouldn't have a sequel you know what i mean
0: that's you what everyone and, says but i watch all the sequels
1: the great ewan mcgregor's in that okay anyway my point is if i came to you and i said i'm on heroin. Right, and you living your life. Obviously, you're on your third monster of the day. What mm-hmm. would you say to me? You, you as Ryan really Tinline, right now,
0: contact a doctor,
1: or a physician. Exactly, or... you're probably living your life, aren't you? Whereas a bunch of people that are on drugs,
0: like, oh, I'm trying to stop something. Me too. The thing is, oh, me too. You have to be willing to stop, right? Because what if you throw, like, two people willing to stop with three people who are un- they are under duress? But that's like saying at work, everyone
1: puts in the same effort. They don't. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but we know that. And uh, what people are people. Not everybody has positive and negative. Not everybody has the same intensity and seriousness in life. That's the risk you take in life,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Oh no, unless I'm look, wrong. Look, I could be very wrong, but in my logic, it's very dumb. And I see a lot of rehabs just use people for free labor, like people paid to do free labor. In my opinion. And they just covered with finding, uh, but that's, hey, that's just my opinion. Look, no. wait, is it Tuesday morning? Uh, what is it?
1: You're entitled to an opinion, but to some people, you I mean, do you understand the, the healing path through labor? Does, do you think it might? Cause you, you, you know, the old religious narrative is that there is salvation in suffering. So in order to get to something good, you must suffer in some way, whether spiritually, physically, but you just say, ah, screw these guys. They're just getting someone to dig a hole for them.
0: Yeah. So that's right, uh, exactly how I see it Any proposal? For and, they, and they're paying to be there as well. Yeah. Uh, any proposal
1: for how we might get people to stop drugs?
0: Um, no, right now. i work on it. <laughs> I'll let you know tomorrow. It's the MKT t-shirt. <laughs> yeah,
1: so Rafa Benitez, no longer Everton manager. And it's an interesting thing. I right, need twenty six him. Huh?
0: Yes. What
1: do you think about the thirty percent pass rate being? Because we've discussed your relationship with school, not so good. Yeah. Or or your school years. Mm. What do you think about the thirty percent pass rate? It's nonsense.
0: What do you What do you mean? Why on earth would you pass if you have thirty percent? What should it be? Should be 50. Half the work, huh? And I'm talking minimum. Mm. And who, wh- who are we kidding here? Why, why on earth would you let someone go if they know 30%? What do you think of school uniform? Like making everyone wear the same. I don't mind that too much. Grey pants. Cause Shirt. over, the, over the years I realized having like, when I got into Varsity and I had to dress in my own clothes and stuff, I realized how expensive and annoying it is to have fresh, like new clothes ready every day. <laughs> you, see the, you see the same guy, there's always that one guy who's wearing the same hoodie the whole time. Hmm. So, school uniform, I'm not mad at. But I mean, they could modernize it just a little. So, are you judging the guy wearing the hoodie, the same hoodie the whole time? No, not really, because I probably wear the same outfits as well, but he, he wears the same one. Every day. So are you thinking, where's your drip? Or are you thinking... No, I'm thinking at least have five sh- five hoodies on rotation. Or two or three. Not the same one. No, I'm talking same one, day in, day out. But what's your problem with that? I don't know. So what are you thinking? That's what I'm saying. Like lack of drip? No, no, no. I, uh, people can dress how they want to dress. I'm not, I'm not the guy to, to judge how one dresses. I mean, you do dress well, so you, do, you can say stuff. Yeah, but I but I dress to how I feel, so I but I don't go and be like, ah, that guy doesn't dress up. That's that's none of my business. So, but what's your problem with
1: the same hoodie every day?
0: Um, are you saying it's just not cleanly,
1: or are you saying, come on, bro, mix up the look? Mix up the look a little bit. But what about Zucks, who wears, who has three? He wears um, dark grey, light grey, or black shirts every day. Has, no, but that's fine. He, you know, Zuckerberg does not have any other shirts. Yeah, but I know people like that as well. Yeah,
0: have the same. They, I mean, except he's got what seven hundred billion dollars. One of my favorite YouTubers, David Dobrik, as you know, we've spoken about him on the podcast. Sure, only only wears black shirts. Oh, Okay, he yeah. like the same one from from Zuckerberg. Probably,
1: Zucks. Okay, so you're saying you so you don't see the value in why people should wear uniform? Is what I'm saying.
0: No, I do. And that's why I don't mind the whole uniform thing. I do think they could let the kids be creative with regards to haircuts and facial hair. Like, it doesn't have you, you're not an army. Well, interesting you say that. Do you,
1: do you see the reason why that might be problematic for no. some places? So you think,
0: while out. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, see, I, I, I locked heads with my head of discipline all the time. You hated me. Would well, you have a step? And I went. I dyed my hair black, <laughs> and then I dyed my hair blonde, and then they told me it was too blonde, mm-hmm. and I fought them, and I was like, "Okay, I'm not gonna unless you're willing to pay f- for me to dye my hair darker. Be my guest. I'm not dyeing my hair blonde." Which, yeah. So it's darker. interesting. So
1: like, you could never have gone to the school I went to, right? Yeah. Because that's like, no, there's none of that. We're not
0: here to negotiate with you. Yeah. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with just dyeing your hair or what you, growing your hair out? Okay, so why do you think
1: schools like St. David's and St. Stidion's and Eton might say, mm, nah, you want to come here, you, you wear this, and your hair is this length. And there's, I mean, f- forget about dyeing your hair. That's, like, not happening. Like, that's hilarious. That's expelled, actually. Ah, I used to laugh in
0: the face of my head of discipline when you
1: told that to me. But why? Why do you think these schools might do it? Is what I'm saying. Like, well, why do you think? Because you can't I don't know. You're like at St John's. Like, that's not happening. Like, you're wearing the St John's blazer, uniform, and cut that hair. By the way, like tomorrow, otherwise, don't come back. Is what they'll tell you. Like, it happened. By the way, I know guys who got expelled for what you're saying. At it's my school. hilarious. It's hilarious, man. But why? Why do you do, Why do you think they might be like that? I don't know. If They want to make it look like they're on an army. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. No, I think. um there's a value to It's not about you Because you're saying I want to express myself They say no, no Not here Here you you, you need to learn that Most of life Is a bit of a poop sandwich Is what they're trying to teach you You know what I'm saying And whether you, whether you agree or not It's a different yeah, matter yeah, No, I, no I think in hindsight and, and, and it works for me Because I'm a rules person So for me I'm not a you sh- Especially the younger you are I don't. Th- I think you should be
0: Allowed to express yourself less,
1: but again,
0: you, yeah, but you only have your youth once <laughs> yeah. before you get contaminated with you know adulthood. Yeah, so while you're young, enjoy it, live it, live it up. While you have hair, some people lose their hair and they couldn't do anything cool, then you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, while you have a flex, exactly.
1: it's a bit tricky because. You know what, for all of the vibes and cool stuff, like Zuckerberg went to Harvard. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't just happen. He was a, He's a Harvard dropper.
0: But I'm not saying everyone was go dive a hair. I'm just saying… No,
1: no, no. And I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. Yeah. Sorry.
0: To be clear, I'm not saying you're wrong.
1: Um, what I'm saying is it the culture divide, and, and to hear what you're saying is interesting to me because, again, I can only see the world through my own eyes. And the institutions I came from, when I walk around Johannesburg now, because I'm 35 now, so my age group is now starting to be upper management and starting to get to deputy presidents of companies, you know what I mean? I walk around, I'm like, oh, I know that girl. I know that guy. They went to a school like me. Oh, I get it now. I see why. they Because they, you need to run Investec. And we can't teach you to be that at 21. We've got to teach you at 15. Because unfortunately, bad habits, if, you, if they're not knocked out of you by 13, 14, it's a hell of a thing to teach them to you afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, in our industry, you know, there's, there's one or two people that will tell you uh, differently. But in like big time industry, when you start to get into the billion dollar industries, most of the guys went to schools like me.
0: Not all. Not all. But that's, that brings up my whole thing again of specialized education sure if you're more on the creative side like i was in the more creative space yes i would have liked to thinking back now obviously it wasn't available back then i would have liked to have gone to a school that accommodated though like that kind of criteria for no. for, for our industry or yeah.
1: well do you, do you mean like i want to work at
0: the the HSBC? Creative, the creative industry in general whether it be digital or you know Art or music or things like that. I would have loved to go to a more focused school based on that. You know what? Learn the fundamentals. Yes. But specialize. Like, I mean, the school I went to, I'm not complaining about the school I went to, but I'm just saying it would have been helpful now. would have been way more helpful because then I had to go to a university afterwards and learn everything from scratch. That was three years. I could have learned that in high school and, like, leveled up even more in varsity. Yeah. I went to specialized varsity. For what, for what I wanted to do. And I was so much happier. Gotcha. I was allowed to wear whatever I wanted. Yeah. I was allowed to, you know, if I wanted to dye my hair, there was no one that had an issue with it, which, you know. But for people who want to run Investec, That yeah. there be a school for that, too. But, but so I guess then the question becomes, is
1: what's valuable? Yeah. You know, because you know, people, people will always argue for the capital side, like, no, we need people to run banks, like, we don't need people like me who just talk on a mic. Yeah. Like if I, you know what I mean, is what people will argue for and say, why should, because if you were talking about democracy, I'd like to know what you think here is you have to pander to the majority. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. sure, But you have to pander to that. And people might say, yeah, instead of people like you and me, right, create, we both work in the creative industry. People will tell you, no, thanks. I want people that can do, um. Applied mathematics so that they can build business models so that banks work for another hundred years.
0: You know what I mean? Then I mean, go to a school that encourages that. But where, where… W- w- no, I'm saying this is what should happen. They should start opening up schools where Either there's more focus. For creativity or for… Yeah. More specialized in certain areas. No. Not just because, you know what? This one type of education that everyone gets, mm-hmm. it's worked, but it hasn't, it hasn't been successful. And so I I think if they wanted to actually make people... Because there's a lot of people who don't even go to school now because of social anxiety. Sure. Because there's different people. You know, people who are more in the creative space probably don't flourish as much as the people who, you know, enjoy the sport and are sports stars. 100%. And so they they get different treatment at schools. I know because I was a victim of one. And definitely.
1: And I I was the beneficiary
0: yeah. of, of the other side yeah, and so I just think it would benefit everyone if there was more focused schools obviously this isn't a perfect world but um, this is my that's my like whole thing on education I'm, I'm 100% for education I believe everybody should go and learn but just have an environment where everyone feels accommodated which is hard to do yeah no 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 it it's, is hard to it's do it's a great
1: challenge there's no simple answer I totally agree with you well said yeah and it's interesting you you see our outlooks are completely different on that but it's what makes the world the world you know what i'm saying and i can't say
0: how does your what's your outlook on it
1: um i i struggle with when people say they want things that allow them to flourish because then it's about every single individual and i worry about that um because again you know, we have a psychiatrist or a psychologist, Dr. Dr. Hanan, on mm. uh, on the show, and he 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 mapped it out really well. He said the the problem with children, and this is why I believe young people shouldn't get to make decisions, is that the younger you are, is if it feels good, you equate it to it being good. So if it feels good, it is good. But the older we get. Like you can't eat pizza every day. True. I wish I could eat pizza every day. But, but just because it feels good, the older you get, the more you realize suffer now, win later. Mm. Right? Or don't suffer now, suffer later. Mm. Big time. And you learn that as an adult because children don't know how to sacrifice. You don't, they don't know how to sell the now for the future. They just don't. And it's not their fault. It's, it's a neurological lack of development. Because you've never had those synapses of, oh, if I give up a little bit now and I'm disciplined now, the effects of that in 10 years, you can't think like that. What child thinks like that? I mean, there are anomalies, right? And they become Sean White or Tiger Woods. Sure. But that's that's maybe once in a generation or or once in a country. Yeah. You, You know what I mean? Whereas China will tell you, hmm, at six years old, we will start training our gymnasts. I'll, that's not their choice. Yeah, 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 no, no, they they will do that. Yeah, and, and by the way, in here in the, in the Western world as well. But my thing is, I just think we're at an interesting time where we're pandering to every individual, and I don't know if we can if we've got the time to do that. And part of life is suffering. Now, can we make it wider and schools? Even in my time, things were starting to become more cultural, and and my school is stuffy and, oh my goodness like but it became more cultural you know like music had to be taken seriously and these other things had to become into the fold mm. and be taken seriously and resources that sport had i mean nowhere near the, the amount because there, there's a reason why sport gets those that that amount of money but resources to to the level of seriousness had to be given to the cultural side and it was already turning in 2004 because this what you're saying now was being said then now those institutions are never going to change they'll do, they'll pretend a little bit to I don't know you add a music class here and then I don't know whatever but they're not changing mm. and then they like part of that is they don't they're not going to apologize for it either like you don't have to come here no. well, they'll they'll tell you the the great challenge as you say is how do we make more room? Because because you still need an anchor, right? You you need a way for creative people to have somewhere to go and have direction. You know, like mathematics gives you direction. You, you have to understand the fundamentals of these things, otherwise, the world's never going to make sense to you. Like I know it sounds stuffy, but is there is there a mix in between there? Can or are, are, is the rate of change of industry? Saying, okay, well, maybe 10-year-olds don't need maths. And perhaps perhaps there's a new world where TikTok's going to get so big, YouTube's going to get so big one day, that it's as big an industry as
0: being an actuarial scientist. Perhaps. Well, I think that's already starting. I don't know if you've seen the curriculums lately of kids. Mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't. so much more than what I had. And what I had was already a lot. Sure. Like, we were doing hard stuff. But what what the kids are doing now, I, it's it's insane, and I don't know I don't know if they're just more advanced or if they're just putting a lot more pressure on the kids. But whoa, you know I was having a look at some of my cousin's homework that he's doing. I'm like wow, but they still don't teach him how to do sex. Oh, that's which is so annoying because I mean I had to figure that out. No, no it's a, it's an it
1: is an interesting time. But to your point and to our, both of our points here is that. Rafa Benitez got sacked, right? Jose, Rafa, Carlo Ancelotti have just left recently. And I was having a think as to what's going on here. And I thought to myself, you know, these guys are hardcore coaches. They want to get out there like Fergie would and get on the field and coach. But I think it's moving to a new time. And as Ryan's saying, is, it's a new era. And as, as I think everybody's hearing... 26-year-olds are different now. It's not you, you can't be stuck in my day. The world, however slowly, however quickly, is changing. And you can either choose to embrace the change or buck the change. The world's going to change. The world's not waiting on you yeah. unless you're Hilton College, unless you're Eton, unless you're Oxford. Then you don't have to change. You've got all the money. You've got all the power. You don't care. Let the rest of the world change there. We've got our own industries anyway. We, we own most of the industries anyway. But at large, the world will change with or without you. Now, there are anomalies. Hilton, they'll never die. They'll be fine. St. David's, they'll be fine. St. David's, they don't need the rest of the world. The amount of money there is is, is inbred in, in there. But the public schooling system will have to change. You know? And I don't think Everton and the rest of the Premier League has changed at the rate you have to. Because you can't be just a coach anymore. These new youngsters. I mean, the thing is, back in the day, Fergie could be hard on guys. Jose could be hard on guys because the the guys would only get paid on their second contract. Callum Hudson-Odoi is barely 20 and makes 150,000 pounds a week. He's barely played for Chelsea. That changes the profile of how you talk to Callum Hudson-Odoi because you can't just talk to him any kind of way. You can't be Jose and be. you can't be Fergie. I tell you, I'm a superstar. What are you talking about? Whereas back in the day, Ryan Giggs only got paid his f- third, fourth contract. So Fergie could be hard on him. When you give men money, the ego. So it's interesting to me with this new era that coaches, the old school, Jose, Rafa, Carlo Ancelotti have struggled and almost been phased out of the English Premier League. And it's very, very interesting to me. As Rafa got sacked, I thought to myself, it's a new age, it's new attitudes. And those guys haven't kept up. But for Rafa, I think there was always something else at play. Look, I've always said this. You know, if you break up with your girlfriend or wife, there's an unwritten rule. Don't go and marry her twin sister. (laughs) Like, don't do it. You know, don't go marry her sister. Right? There's lots of people, lots of fish in the sea. And Rafa left Liverpool, no matter how long ago, and the Everton thing was just always no good. He was never going to be accepted. And as a football club, we know, I know. like, It's business, but fundamentally, it's all about the fans. If you, if you don't connect with the fans as the manager, it's over for you. I don't care. You could win 15 titles in a row. If you don't connect with the fans, it's over. Once the relationship with fans and the manager is over, it's over. It's over. I, like I don't care what you're doing. When the fans are out, it's over. And the Everton fans, so many of them were just waiting for it to go wrong, like a little bit, because it's he's that Liverpool. While well, you can insert whatever forward four letter word you want to put in there, and that happened to Rafa, and it turned so quickly. Did they? Oh, yeah, well, because they were waiting. They, they were. It's almost like after your uh, your partner cheats on you, you're just waiting for that one thing. You know what I mean? You you you're on red alert,
0: as they say. I don't know if I'm liking this whole um this new culture of mess up one game and you sacked. Mm. I know he's obviously had a couple of games, but I'm saying like are these managers now on edge because they worry every single game that they're gonna lose their job? And <laughs> the thing is, you have to realise when you hear this on the podcast, when we talk about sacked, it's I don't want to say it's damaged the reputation, but I'd say it's as close as because it's not that you know, he's left the club. The first headline you're going to see, sacked. Yeah. And it's humiliating. I Look, for the older guys, I don't think so. I think they have enough money and enough rep for it not to no, worry But it's still a big hit to your ego. Like, the club
1: dumped me. No, he's, a, he's a Champions League winning La Liga champion. Yeah. He's not, he's not some jamoke. He's not Sam Allardyce.
0: He's proper. Rafa Benitez is football royalty. And I just think, look, as much as there are bad managers and there's good managers, I think having job security does help the manager in his job. He's not putting the players on edge to perform every, every game because he might lose his job. But I mean, that's just my opinion. How do you feel about that? I think at the top
1: end, there just isn't that anymore. Um, yeah
0: there's no security
1: liverpool are a unicorn man city are, are a unicorn
0: no but they're also very high profile people and they also came in at a good time like they've been around club and Guardiola.
1: yeah and, and but but even then there's no reason not to fire them what do you think man city care about Pep Guardiola? no thank you but what they care about is stability they understand the value of, of doing because if you look how man city have done it they're not like chelsea And Chelsea are unapologetic at that's because what you have to be in life is consistent. If you want results you have to be consistent, right? Agreed. Everyone at Chelsea knows you're on edge at all times. This is not the place to come and be comfortable. Man City have been very clear from up front. They they even gave Mark Hughes time. They gave Hughes time. Mancini came in, they gave him time. Pellegrini came in, they gave him time. And support. Klopp is sick this is Jürgen Klopp's seventh season. Like people think Jürgen Klopp arrived yesterday. You must remember, it took him five years to win the title. People also make it out like he arrived and it was 15 minutes, they had a cup of coffee and they
0: won the title. It was five years. And Liverpool went from zero to 100 real quick.
1: Well, I don't know if they did. It took five years. Do people realize
0: this? It didn't... Five years is a long time in modern-day football. No, it is a long time. But I'm saying from being terrible for 25 years when Jürgen Klopp got there... Yeah. To being competitive within three years. yeah. And I mean, still today, when, and I won't tell James that, but as soon as we, we go to Anfield, I get a little bit worried. Especially if you've got a BBW right back, they will give him,
1: they will give him a red card, even though it's not a handball. I hear what you're saying. Bunch of bunch of scummy cheats, but no, no, it's a good point. Listen, it, it is a good point, but that's what happens when you back the manager.
0: Yeah, and that's why I think now with Tuchel, uh, with Tuchel, I think we're going to be good because, I think with Roman, there is a bit of stability. As you say, Chelsea are un- un- unapologetic. Yeah. And so I think Tuchel knows when he comes in, he knows he's here for a certain time, he's here to do a job. And I think it's that German sort of way of thinking yeah. that he's like, I'm here for for, for this job. Yeah. He's not invested in this, it's a job. And that's why I think Tuchel's going to go far. Because he there's almost like no... There's no romanticism between him and... Uh, and Roman, but Roman's like, I'm hiring you for a job. And he understands the fact it's just a job. There's no
1: roman You
0: make it a thing. I'm telling. No, I think, I think it's a
1: good point. But I just want to say, I don't believe you can flourish where uh, there isn't stability. I just don't believe, and it's from a personal experience, if you are unique enough to overcome. I don't believe anybody's talented in, enough in life to overcome chaos and Everton made way too many transfer mistakes. Rafa walked into chaos. And again, it's almost like walking into a relationship with somebody who who's been on drugs for 5 years and thinking you're going to turn it around in 6 months. Everton have been a dumpster fire. Right? When they brought Dinia in, I thought it was going to change. No, but you can't. You can't. You, you, they made too many mistakes. Like mm. Iwobi, and then it was, uh, uh, what's it, James Rodriguez. And look at these signings. Keane was a big mistake. Yerry Mina, big mistake. Like, you can't have this many mistakes. There's a shambles, there's a lack of standards. And then you expect Rafa in 15 minutes to, to come and fix the problem. That's not how it works. I mean, Silva was a terrible signing as the first manager. Terrible. That lasted two minutes. And then they went they went off him. And now with Rafa Benitez, and it's his fault. It's not Rafa's fault. It was chaos. Nobody is talented enough. I always say this to, to people. When you're looking for your first job for young people, don't go for the most money. Ask the old employees that have worked there. What's this person like? Because what you need actually to develop is stability. You need to know that when you come to work, the air conditioning is going to work. The internet's going to work. You need stability. And Everton doesn't have stability and nothing grows where there's no stability in terms of human personnel. People need to feel secure. Enfranchised is the term. Mm. Everton's a mess. There's nothing rough. Uh, uh, Prime Jose Mourinho can't fix Everton. Prime. I'm talking the Chelsea Jose Mourinho special one. Hmm. You need stability, and unfortunately, if you go and I think I spoke about it yesterday, but the principles of scientific management speak of something quite quite interesting. You know, in the past, the individual came first, but now in modern day society, uh, Taylorism tells us that the system must come first, and there's no system at Everton. The board, I don't know what's going on there. So Rafa is now
0: like is spazza shop. Well, what do we do? And Everton used to be consistent back in the day.
1: And David Moyes, I mean, they were a, a pillar of consistency. They were, and he took them to top six. So it's weird to see... New ownership. Yeah. Bill Kenwright, the great Bill, Sir Bill. Uh, I think he's been knighted. Bill Kenwright, what a guy.
0: How, this is a very good question. How, as, as a new owner, how do you get trained to handle such a company? Is is it like handling any other company? Because I, I can't imagine it being like no. that. Like, you almost have to hire somebody who's been in the game for a little while to come and, you know... Football's bring, a different beast. ...bring you back down to earth. Because, yeah, and football works in a certain way.
1: You, you know, billionaires, the, the, the problem with billionaires is that they think, oh, I've been successful elsewhere. I'll just come in and do here, what I did there. No, no, no. Like oil tankers <laughs> and
0: how human beings work is not the same business so if you don't mind me asking I don't with with the Newcastle thing right because you would think that they don't know how to run it is that the reason Amanda Staveley's there because she has experience in running well no she doesn't so remember she comes from an investment space so
1: she'll she what what she'll do is probably get a a football board like with football people you, you need somebody who has run football before
0: do they have any connections into anything football like on their on their management I'm, I'm sure they do
1: like they've got all the money in the world she was involved in the man city deal as well man city being purchased by Sheikh Mansur. she was part of that consult- she, i'm sure they do i'm sure i'm sure when you've got that much money you're, you're everywhere <laughs> I'm, I'm quite sure but but i think what what will be important and that's important right is you need football operational people i have a uh, Ryan, i have a mentor who tells me this her greatest regret in her And she's made hundreds of millions of rands. But she says her greatest regret, and still to this day, she says she cannot tell me the size of the check she will write to find an operational person. What they call a COO. They are impossible to find. Like people that just come to work and knuckle down and don't come to you, that they're coming to you with solutions and not problems. They're impossible to find. And even more so when you involve millionaire talent because the thing about football is you have to deal with them you know that they're human beings with tremendous power influence Mm. you need people that know how to deal with these people like Christian Bale needs somebody to handle him on a movie set precocious talent needs that's why they have handlers you've got to have specific management you've got to have people with networks in football because you've got to get transfers done right if people don't like you they're not going to do business with you, but there's a way, you know, still old school, but handshakes. You know what I mean?
0: Mm. So it'll
1: be interesting to see where Newcastle goes. But uh for that many years, I'd love to know what people think at the MKT show. Are they right to sack him? Is he past his sell-by date? Jose Mourinho, Rafa, Carlo Ancelotti. My proposition is that perhaps that style of hardcore person is never going to work again. Think of the guys that are successful now. Pep Guardiola is an anomaly but Jürgen is a player's coach. Right? Tuchel, player's guy. He's talking to his players. You see how he comes out, hugs his players. Oh, Jose he wants nothing to do with that. Get in the change room. We won. We expect that. It's an interesting time for football. And I'm not sure if we're going to see too many more successful, pure football coaches. Not Now you need to be a manager. You should be delegating it out. Interesting times. The MKT show. So tonight is Afcon. Yes, I'm loving AFCON, I
0: gotta tell you. Has been quite the quite the tournament, hasn't it? Last night both games that were on we were biting our nails. Crackers. Cracker Jack. It was great. Cracker. Cause I thought I won't lie, when we were watching, I thought Cameron would have it in the bag. Capevate, you know. They came back with a banger. The sharks. Top ins. Are they?
1: It's so cool how good African football's getting. Mm. Like all these players play overseas now, so it's not like there was a time about 15, 20 years ago where it was kind of clunky. The technical side of African football hadn't developed, but, but now you're seeing guys, I mean, there was a brilliant goal. The uh, Capo Verde goal. Yo. It could have been, could have been a Champions League final goal. Like over the top first touch. Pulls it back and the heel, inside heel by Gary. It was hard. Gary or Gaza. <laughs> <laughs> My old mate, you know what I'm saying?
0: And it's actually quite cool because I don't know if you've seen, uh, a lot of the, uh, the posts on the socials lately. Like some of these big Premier League clubs, like, uh, I'm talking specifically Chelsea yesterday are actually like, you know, participating, sending Mendy their, their best regards. Cause I think he won, did he win goalkeeper of the, yeah, FIFA goalkeeper of the, goalkeeper the year. Yeah. Of the year. And I think, Tuchel won. Manager of the year. Manager of the year. No big deal. No big deal. We expect this. Champions of yeah. Europe. Yeah, but sorry. I mean, it's nice to see that all these clubs are showing love to the AFCON. It's not just like, oh no, you know, he, he went away. Yeah. It's like, Mendy, you're going to do so well. Like, enjoy the tournament. Which is a good vibe. Which is so cool. As a fan, being a fan of Chelsea, I'm like, I back this. I like this.
1: It's the right vibe, yeah, I'm saying?
0: It's not like... Because um, we still haven't found out who makes the uh, Nigerian fax machines. It's not like those <laughs> clubs still withholding players to go to AFCON. Just unbelievable. Like, like I-, I read the Watford
1: thing. They're like... <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, did you hear their the response? No. Was
0: it the fax machine issue?
1: <laughs> well, yes, they said that. Like, he didn't call him up in time. But it's like, what would say, oh, we didn't know that you wanted Dennis? Obviously. Like, like, they say to Nigeria, why didn't you say anything? What are you talking about? He's one of the best players in the Premier League. Why no. wouldn't his country
0: want him? And I'm pretty sure Dennis would have said something himself. Like, come on, let's, let's not think the players don't know what the hell's going on here. It's weird, isn't it? Think about it. AFCON is, is a huge tournament if you're African. Massive. It's the, like, I mean, you,
1: you could argue between AFCON and Connambol for uh, the second tournament in internationals, Euros, right? I, I don't count the World Cup. It's its own thing. Euros is obviously first. And I, I would take on Connambol's what? Brazil, Argentina. Mm. AFCON, you, you're seeing now it's, and it's quality players everywhere.
0: Well. It's, it's a mix of like there are a couple of players like I was watching Zimbabwe play the other night, yeah. right? and I'm thinking Zimbabwe we were going to get anywhere, but they were hungry, and look, their shots weren't on target, but, but they're getting there. They need these big players from the Premier League who are getting trained by some of the best in the world to come and show them, you know, And that's what the Afghan's about now, because now when you're training with, with your team, you're not just training as a team. Yeah. These guys must step in as leaders. And so, okay, cool. Let's get this down. No, 100%. But, but I think, you know, when you watch
1: Morocco, you watch, uh, Côte d'Ivoire, you watch, uh, Algeria, these are proper teams. Mm. You, You know, sometimes we fall in love with the European stuff, but if you watch the South American, um, Cop America, like there's maybe three decent teams. It's Brazil, Argentina, and on a good day, Uruguay are good every eight tournaments. Yeah. But the rest of it is trash. Like, AFCON's got a
0: strong, six or seven strong teams. Do you remember back in the day, I'm talking like 2000s, do you remember when AFCON was on? And I think that, like, one of the the main teams, I only know because I was a Chelsea fan, was DDA Drogba was in Ivory Coast. Sure. And that was huge. And they, I think they dominated for a little while. Well, they won one. And the uh, problem is that... It was probably the one I watched. <laughs> yeah, Drogba uh,
1: wasn't in that one. It was oh, tour yeah. in them, yeah.
0: But I'm saying, like, back then, there weren't as many great players abroad, as you said, as there are now. Yeah, which the, makes it so much more exciting. And it's not all in one place. Yeah. Oh,
1: no, like, cause Zimbabwe have guys in the French League. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... Nigeria, have, well, Nigeria is Nigeria. South Africa is obviously at home making tea and rusks. Never going to qualify unless we host, you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> Even when we host. What a, what a rubbish f-
1: football team we are. <laughs> what a bunch of rubbish is we are. Like, I blame our governments. I'm sorry. Well, you can't say
0: that because, like... Put more money into sport.
1: It's not that hard. It's not a money thing. We have the number one league in Africa, the seventh highest grossing league In the world, yeah, but why is there no one understands? No, because you got to, like like I said, you got to organize it. Yeah, well, you know, you got to organize it. You also can't. Money doesn't do anything. Like money doesn't work if you don't work. sure?
0: But okay, well then,
1: like you can't have the Cabos, who are a holiday resort. (laughs) (laughs) Well, where's the the Cabos? Are a holiday resort. No, I think hilarious. the pop Like what's the population Of the Camores Let's have a Let's have a look See here For a For a wee second You know what I'm saying No but my whole thing Is if Zimbabwe and Malawi Can qualify Come 8, on 870,000 people In the Camores That's less than Soweto <laughs> Soweto has I think 2 million people
0: <laughs> No uh, And the thing is right I've played five aside. side Okay And i know this sounds ridiculous no, it's but, already ridiculous yeah. but i've played with with players who just come for fun like i even played with there was a girl who rocked up in one of the teams and everyone was like looking at her like she couldn't play football mm-hmm. she played for banana banana okay like these people i've watched them play how on earth i mean this is just at Five Side football on a friday night imagine what professionals we have how how have we not got to a point where we have world-class like football players but it's also no, we can even just qualify for our African Cup. No, listen, Paula said it well yesterday is that I think
1: because our league is so comfortable, guys get paid top mint dollar here to play uh, in the top six teams, top eight teams, top top league actually, and be, is to get an account of what you are, you need to put yourself up against the other teams. So the Cote d'Ivoire, right? Part of their success is that they're like no. Obviously, it's better in France. Let's send all of our best players there. Whereas South Africans are like, no, we, we, we're good because our league's good. We're, like, we're, in, we're in love with ourselves. Nah, actually, you never put your league up against
0: England. What's really good? And our South African legends that did go overseas are like… Well, that's when… Uh, the, but no, that's Benny when, McCarthy, man, came back and ate all the pies. Yeah,
1: but, but even then, that's when SA football banged. We won AFCON, World Cup 98. Like, we were proper. When Steven Pienaar. Steven Pienaar. That's when SA Football banged. You know why? Because guys were doing it. So when Benny came back, I mean, obviously, the, eating all the pies was the end. But when Benny returned for Bafana, he was like, no, no, guys, at IX we do it like this. And he knew the level. Because the thing about winning, and it, it's difficult, I think, for people who are, who are not in cultures of winning. Folks, there's a reason Investec will always win, is that they put you around other sharks. Because you, you, winning is you have to stay sharp all the time. You, you don't, you can't go, uh, you know what? I'm going to turn it off today. I'm a little bit tired and a little bit sore. It's not how it works. It's not how Alex Ferguson worked. Winning is an everyday sport. It's an everyday thing. And in order to win, you got to be around sharks. Because only sharks win. You got, you got to be a shark. And by the way. If you want to be the part of the winning shark team, you've got to stay sharp yourself. And then you get 15, 20 sharks around you. And then you see what you do. You know what I mean? Mm. So, unfortunately, South Africa, think, South Africa thinks it's a shark, but it's actually a goldfish. <laughs> but, but a goldfish doesn't know it's a goldfish because inside the bowl, it's king. You know what I mean? In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. And we don't know anything. We don't know anything. So these guys come back. You know, guys in the Camors, I would imagine, they're playing in the Liga 1. That's another level, Paul. There's demands there. You can't be drunk driving there. You're, you're, you're doing that. You're not in the team. You know what I mean? And like you said, there's no hunger. Guys yeah. are comfortable here in South
0: Africa. And the annoying part is, right, a lot of people will forget, in in the 2010 World Cup, we beat France, which is what one of the most highly respected teams... Although that's, right when, now. that's when Patrice Evra led a strike.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember Franz refusing to get off the bus, the team bus. Uh-oh. Yeah. There was a documentary about it. Nicholas Analka, that, that crew. Oh, man. Wild. You need to look Analka. out for that.
0: Bro.
1: Yeah, no, Patrice Evra, the captain, the man <laughs> who kisses chickens on Instagram. <laughs> you ever seen his stuff? No. You never seen Evra's Instagram? No. Ryan, that's your new thing. This is it hilarious? I love this game. Have you never seen him? No. Oh my gosh. He's, he's unplayable. That guy must have gone now. Can't do it now. Or what if he sues us? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I know it's, Oh, Oh. but Patrice Evra unplayable. That guy. He's married some super hot uh, model. I don't know if he's married or whatever, but he's living a wild life. Anyway, he was the France captain and uh, Roman Dominic was the coach and the, like that squad was on fire, dude. It was a nightmare, and they refused to come off the bus. at training. Why? <laughs> no, I said this manager's nonsense.
0: Oh. Uh.
1: But you can't do that, guys. You're professionals. You're playing for your country at a World Cup. You can't do that. But we beat them. Oh, that's why we beat them because <laughs> they were they were busy burning down their own city. You know uh. what I mean? <laughs> Patrice Evra. That's what happens. You put Evra as your captain. I love Patrice Evra, but he's not a
0: captain. You can't make him a captain. Yeah, when I heard captain and Evra, yeah. That's hilarious, isn't it? He's one of the gents who brings the banter to the football club. You're kind of one of the lads. He's a lad. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of one of the lads running things. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like,
1: so yeah, that was a vibe. Speaking of which, uh, Manchester United are in as big a trouble as I think we've all realized, besides Man United fans, the rest of the world's realized since Fergie left. Well, What happened now? And I'll tell you what, listen, the draw against Everton, uh, Aston Villa, excuse me, is a good indicator of where they are culturally. People are starting to say Ralph is demanding too much from the players. Now that's being reported. That's coming from somewhere. It's coming from somewhere. It's uh, it's not a lie. Listen, chaos is the enemy of progress. I don't care how talented you are. You will not get out of chaotic environments. The number one thing, if you're going through the most right now, your girlfriend, your boyfriend is a chaotic person. They're drunk in the mornings. They're always shouting. They're always screaming. What are you doing? Can't, can't live like that. Can't make goals in a home where you don't feel safe. Nobody can live like that. Get out. Leave, the, leave your clothes, walk out that door and never look back. Go to your mom's house and say, Mom, I've had enough. Dad, I've had enough. Ryan, I've had enough. Leave. Because chaos is the enemy of progress. Manchester United, <laughs> chaos, I think they've never ever seen. But the rest of us have seen since 2013 that you're a disaster. Just so you know. We've all seen. We, we know you're a disaster. You don't realize you're a disaster. It's because you can only see the world through your own eyes. And let me tell you what Man United are now. Is they are Liverpool from 1992 to 2019. Right? And what do you hear more and more from Man United fans are now? The first argument they go to now is their history. We got 20 titles. Not, what's Man United doing now? No, 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 no. No, no, we... Because here's the thing about life. Some people are busy making history. Some people are busy talking about history. You've got to pick who you want to be. And sadly for Manchester United, it's now we're moving into uh, year nine where you're just talking about history. And very, very soon, talk gets boring. Because... Nokia were talking about history. BlackBerry were talking about history. As Steve Jobs did that now famous speech, they all laughed. Who the hell would want music on their phone? What is this guy doing in this stupid turtleneck? They said, I remember it. Go and look up the news headlines. I was alive. Nokia laughed. The whole of Finland laughed as Nokia was decimating the market. BlackBerry, remember, BBM. BlackBerry, (laughs) Oh, still haven't changed their interface, by the way. I saw somebody with a brand new uh, BlackBerry the other day. I thought, oh wow! I wanted to make the the classic '90s dad joke, like, "Hey, 1999 call. They want their cell phone back." But anyway, BlackBerry has new phones, by the way. New units rolling out. They've shut down. Oh, there is, uh, but this person had a new BlackBerry.
0: No, I think they've shut down the older uh, models. So now officially, there's no like. Do you remember how Microsoft withdrew support for? I think it was Windows XP or whatever? Uh huh. Yeah. So BlackBerry, it's officially shut down. I think as of the third, the support, or so. So does BlackBerry no longer function at all no. as a cell phone? Unless uh, they've brought out something new. Okay, which you're talking about well, but all the all the models are officially done. So, so they can't if they update their phone, it'll just. But what happens as you laugh
1: and you get stuck in and you fall in love with yourself, which is what Man United are. You forget that Man City are. Apple. They are here and they're here now. And they've got all the resources. And I'll tell you what resources do. While you're getting, while you were the smartest person in 2013, Man City said, hmm, I wonder who the smartest person is now. Let's go get that person. And then they go, are you still going to be smart in 10 years? Probably not. Let's go get a couple of people who will be the smartest people in 10 years. Get them in-house. We want to run football like that. Roman Abramovich while you fall in love with yourself, wasn't mucking about. Who's the smartest person now? I'd like to get them, Jose Mourinho. All right, let's get some other people as well. You know, let's get Michael Essien. Let's get these guys around. Dynasty. Man United have not changed since Fergie left. That's crazy. They all laughed at Steve Jobs. Folks, some of us are busy making history. Some are busy talking about it. Man United forgot that winning is an everyday sport. Alex Ferguson didn't win because he was Alex Ferguson. Alex Ferguson won because he didn't make it about himself. He made it about Man United and winning first. And you have to be deliberate about that. Telling me about your history as Man United is interesting for about the first two minutes. And for the bants. But winning is not a banter culture thing. Steve Jobs, we now know, lived at his office. Like as the stories, if you haven't seen the documentaries are, I'm that way inclined. I love how it's done. Live at your office, live your work. But okay, that's not for everybody. Let's not go on about that. It's it's not, winning's not for everybody. And Steve Jobs showed us that and Man United are now realizing, bloody hell, this Ferguson guy was quite something actually. He was quite something. But you've got to be deliberate about winning. There is no more culture at Manchester United. And you've made too many mistakes now. The problem with mistakes, and I I I do like consequences in life. I, I like consequences. So I like discipline. Is that the problem when you make mistakes over and over and over and over is that your repeated behavior becomes your character. Man United have now become a clown show because Maguire, Schweinsteiger, Angel Di Maria, Anthony Martial... Paul Pogba over and over and over you're bumbling now you got a bunch of people at Man United that Man United don't want and Man United by the way the players know you don't want them the players know they're not delivering you're not going to lie to the fans Man United fans can see that's not (laughs) Vidic that's not Ferdinand like we're not old there's Man United fans who saw Nemanja Vidic live every week they fill the stands those guys don't give up their season tickets 80% of of Old Trafford will be the same people for the last 30 years. They can see that's not Roy Keane. They're like, Fred, they can see that. What do you think you're going to lie to those people? Your fans are a part of the culture and Manchester United are so in love with themselves. And just listen out with Man United fans what they're going to tell you next time you're chatting to them. They'll tell you 20 trophies. That's when you know it's desperate. Since 2013, by the way. We hear it from Senzo all the time. Of course. Because what else has he got? Yeah. What else do Man United fans have now? Because, you know what? Now it's unashamedly clear. And and Ryan, let me give you an example. And I've had it in my life. I don't know if you've had it in your life. I always say to people, you know, it's always easier. And I had this because my sister was uh, in, in Cote d'Ivoire. It's always easier if your sibling is successful, but they're over there. They live in Cape Town. Because... If your siblings are successful and you see them at Sunday family lunch every Sunday and your mom and dad talk about their new promotion, their new beautiful wife, their new, you know, ring, their new car, their new. It's like, ugh, not again. Now it's awkward for Man United because Liverpool are doing it now. So it's not like, you know, it was easy enough when it was Chelsea. But now Man City and Liverpool are doing it. Oh, boy. So not only are your failures highlighted, it's like, oh. Now, it's a direct – you look across the street, Man City. Oh, no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like imagine your sister, Ryan, she comes home. Let's just say she was boss lady now. She's the CEO of a company and things aren't going well for you in life, let's say. you know, She's a beautiful husband, new ring. You know what I mean? Next week, her beautiful kids, they're in private school. You know what I mean? And now your parents – you know how parents are. Why can't you – oh, that's Man City now for them you know what I'm saying Man United have to see Man City they have to watch Man City every day they have to watch how it's done properly Pep Guardiola piling on titles while you go the opposite direction it's all good and rough, well you're doing well you're winning a trophy here and there but it's barren it's been 20-30 it's
0: hard to it's hard to hear that Manchester's blue
1: well said Twenty thirty. it's now nearly 9 years since Man United have won a title isn't that crazy? They by far the richest club, right? In terms of revenue, they by far the biggest brand in world sport,
0: and they basically Liverpool now from the nineties and the noughties. And it's funny because the fans are still having trouble to adapt of being the losers. It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> because they have come from such a such a vengeful past. Like they're so f- they're so used to winning and being like the big club to throw their weights around. Now, you have these big ego Manchester United fans with nothing to brag about but you know, 20 trophies.
1: Well said. You know, it must be really hard for Man United fans. And I think acceptance is the beginning of healing, right? Back in the day, they used to win the league title by December. Yeah. Now, it's January. They're at the top four race. Not out of the league title race. Yeah. They are out of the top four race. They're Leicester with a budget. That's what they are. They're Aston Villa under Martin O'Neill. The last nine seasons, Man United have been in the Europa League five times. They're more of a Europa League club than they are Champions League
0: club now. In the last decade. They don't like to hear it, but but that's the truth, fam. And so many Manchester United fans have got that logo tattooed on them forever. And, and I don't think we're being banned. No, like the dot is here now. And but that's that's the sad thing. Like that's why the fans are suffering, because you know everyone's so used to smack talk, but when you when you're hitting someone with facts, it's a whole new level. It's sad.
1: If you're Man United. For the rest of us, it's, it's outstanding. It's hilarious. Like, I, I every time I, every, you know, there was a chance. Did you see the Aston Villa Liverpool game? I mean, Man United game? Uh,
0: no, I didn't, but it was, what,
1: 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, uh, but Coutinho had a chance and, uh, that, that brilliant young player, uh, who scored the first one for Aston Villa got in the way because you, oh, Coutinho had a chance to make it 3-2 on the edge of the box. Um, I forget this young man's name. Brilliant young player for for Villa. He scored the first goal. Um, Oh, I would have loved it if United had lost. But the reality is that the culture is gone at Manchester United. And now, just from my own life, let me tell you something about making lots of mistakes in life. Let's say you make one mistake, right? Build in twice the time to fix it right so yeah. if, you, if you make mistakes for a year it's going to take you two years at least if you're disciplined to fix those if things go perfectly which with human beings they don't so man united have been terrible now for nine years let me tell you something the next decade man united this is what you are because the errors are so deep now in the club mediocrity is so deep now in the club how many departments are you going to have to fix? Like, you, you ever had your roof leak at home? Like, you don't know where to start.
0: Start plugging here, start plugging there. It's, you know, the boat's sinking. That's when you call the
1: plumber. How oh, you do you need a plumber?
0: But then you can't tell the plumber he's wrong four times. You know what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good point. At, well, at some know, point, I'll... you have to say it's the house. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Oh. Let's replace the roof. A no, man, you're not in denial. Yeah, he says, no, no, no. Get out of here. I'll get another plumber. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly, that's a great analogy. There's a hole in your roof, but you're saying, no, man, fix the piping. It's the piping. The pipes are leaking. No, no, no. There's a hole in your roof. We can see it. No, And no. it's the
0: homeowner telling the plumber Exactly.
1: Right. Brief. It's a great you.
0: analogy. I don't know why we don't. We
1: should be analogy experts. Yeah. We should get out of the content business. Go into just writing analogies for people. Or just making Manchester United memes.
0: They're hilarious right now. Yeah.
1: And I, I, I want it to seep into your veins, if you're a Man United fans. You are mediocrity now. That, that's your life now. But expect it, because we are in year nine. 2003 Fergie left. Uh, sorry, uh, 2013 Fergie left. It's 2002 now. You're not doing anything this year. That's nine years of mediocrity. Expect it; to, it's going to take a decade to fix your errors.
0: And even Cristiano Ronaldo couldn't help. And he was, he was the guy. He was like the second coming for Manchester. No, no
1: he is the guy. Cristiano Ronaldo's still the guy. Even he can't help. It's like getting Jesus Christ back, and it's like, oh, I can't turn water to wine anymore. Or, or you, you know what? It's like Jesus coming and going. Now that that water's too, too too rotten. I can't turn that to wine. Like, I can turn water to wine, not that. Because this is sludge. Yeah, bring me some real water. Yeah, Jesus says, come on, dog, bring the wool with stuff. That I can turn into. This is sludge. You know what I mean? <laughs> There's tadpoles in here. I'm not supposed to work with that. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm trying to save the tadpoles. Even Jesus would go, United need saving. Like, And I can't do it. There is no salvation for this mess. But I think that's a reality in life, is that the problems are across the board at united and that's going to take a couple of people to fix it
0: but now your opinion where would you start new board no so where where do you think the issue is where's the leak so new board doesn't solve um a problem what you need is who's the manager so you're saying they first need to find first and foremost stability in a manager and you have to um unlike they i don't know why they fired ollie
1: i really don't because what's the point now you're gonna be mediocre
0: and have to start again yeah also i'm kind of getting tired of united hiring fall guys (laughs) like take responsibility you know what i mean so
1: what i would have done with ollie is you're supposed to stick with the project when they hired ollie i said give him five years and it's going to be painful Because now you, you've restarted the clock By the way Because you can already see Ralph is coming in and saying And Ollie bought a few, five or six guys right No that doesn't work for me
0: Oh no now we have to start again
1: What? This new coach wants us to try hard No way That's well, not what Ollie said
0: It's like when Lampard came into Chelsea
1: You know what I mean Lampard came in It was fine with the kids Lampard bought ZH and the bunch And they said no I know no, you're not the guy And that's where it is now So for me I would start Brand new manager But You have to give him Five years Because Like Ryan Somebody gets divorced From Ryan Tinline And they come to me now I've got to give it Some time to Shake out all of the mistakes And the trauma From Ryan's relationship Before I start Judging our relationship You know what I'm saying It doesn't You don't just come in She's perfect We move this thing on She's going to want to talk about her ex and, yeah, he was say this and that. i got to put up with that before we get rolling. Man United are not willing to do that part because that's the painful part in a relationship, right? It's like when somebody moves in, they put your socks in a different place because her hair dryer has to, you know what I mean? And that's painful. People don't like change. Not at all. And Man United, I wonder if they're too big
0: to, to change. It happens. Interesting. It happens. So what are you saying? Them down, downsize the, downsize the budgets. What are we? No, get somebody who knows how to run a juggernaut,
1: or or
0: just wait it out. So who who in your mind is first in line? Blah It's a good question. And I'm not and I'm not even saying like who's available. I'm saying outright across the board. If you could pick anyone from any club, who'd you bring in? Right now, right now. Pep Guardiola.
1: He's the only man who could save it because you know what people don't like to hear? Cause Mark Zuckerberg is a tyrant. We know that Elon Musk is a tyrant. Winning needs a tyrant. This nicey, nicey Paul Pogba doesn't
0: work.
1: Cause I know what people think is these new age and you're a different generation, right? And people want to feel good at work. I was speaking to somebody very successful this morning. And I said, the problem with winning is that it's not an individual thing. You have to force people to want to win. You, you can't let people decide they want to win. Think of everybody you know who's ever been successful. you got to force people. Because if you leave people to themselves, they want to be comfortable. And winning only happens when you're uncomfortable. Because everyone's trying to win. Who's willing to stay at uncomfortable the longest? That's how you win. Mo ninety nine percent of society doesn't want to be uncomfortable. That's what Fergie was great with. You are here, we will win. It's ugly every day. When you no longer want to win, Mr Beckham, take it easy. Mr. Nice story, take it easy. You're done. take it easy. Enjoy your enjoy your uh hope you enjoy your travels further but here we win and it's uncomfortable and it's intense all the time not some of the time Pep Guardiola's is unbearable for most people it's intense all the time it's intense all the time and you, you've got to get that type of environment and Ryan before I worry even let me answer it this way it's not a personal problem what's the culture at Man United? because what it is right now is mediocrity vibes got Paul Pogba, we're winning. Because what do they keep releasing even in the press? The numbers, how many sponsors they got. What the bloody hell do Man United fans care about being the biggest brand in the world? We want to win. I'd love to hear from you at the MKT Show. What do you as a Manchester United fan want to hear your club say every year? Do you want to hear about you being the biggest, uh, uh, like partners with the biggest noodle brand in Taiwan? Is that important to you? Cause that's what, those are the stories that come out now. So I would, I would start with the culture, Ryan, and that's a complicated question. And, uh, Avril Levine once said, why you gotta go and make things so complicated.
0: Remember that? I do. I quoted that to you this morning. You did. It's the MKT show. Thank you.
1: So Ryan Tinline, yeah, I, I think we did talk about this on the show. What? Your date last year? Something I've I've got to ask you this, and uh, the people got to know. People got to know that that one's over because you you kind of touched on it yesterday. Mm. Um. Found love in a special place. No, it's not a special place. No. Hopeless in, place. Hopeless Who Who is that? Who's Rihanna. That? Rihanna. She's, she's done okay, huh? That lady. Love but Rihanna. What a pop icon that lady is. I'm not like into the music, but.
0: No, but she's more than music. Icon. She's, she's, she's a culture. She's a, she's a movement. You, you, you Rihanna's know, done it right.
1: And you're saying that, like imagine what Beyonce's life's like. Like Rihanna's, probably more re- r- like relatable to you. Beyonce has been Rihanna for 25 years. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize, was it you? I know, maybe it wasn't you, but I think Paolo said to someone, yeah, like Beyonce's group. And someone said, what do you mean Beyonce was in the group? Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah.
1: No, but like somebody responded like that, like genuinely. Like, because you guys, I, I, I can't imagine you, you know, or you, I mean, you're into music, so you'd know. But mm. were you alive when um, Destiny's, the, Child. Destiny's Child was doing
0: it? My dad used to... Like I said, my dad always used to buy those now. This is what we call music uh-huh. CDs. And then I remember for one of his uh, birthdays, he would get the DVD versions with the music videos. And as a kid, um, DVD player was new. And I would just stick it in and watch all these different music videos. And Destiny's Child was... Um, Big at that time. What is that? I'm
1: a survivor. Yeah, yeah. That was the, exa- <laughs> it's the exact. I'm one. I
0: don't know the lyrics. I
1: always sing.
0: Kind but of I many. mean, it, it was so normal back then. You also had, like, Sync, who JT was a part of. It's gonna be me. And a
1: lot of people don't know he was in that. Yeah. But yeah. Beyonce has been what Rihanna is now for 25 years.
0: But, yeah, you see, I, I think Beyonce was good at what she does, but it was never her music didn't appeal to me. Like there was maybe a couple, but it wasn't anything for me. But Rihanna was yo back in the day. She was with it and her features were incredible. And the thing is she makes just the right amount of music and stays off the, off the face of the earth. Like she doesn't make big noise on social media. She lives that like low key lifestyle. Like no one knows what she's up to.
1: Jay-Z's money must be so long Because he she's Rock Nation still or what? Uh, Rihanna Rihanna I'm not sure I'm sure she would have opened up her own thing by Even now Even if she isn't Like just off her first five albums Can you imagine the money Jay-Z made off that? Yeah, yeah. And then he had Kanye And oh my god It's business He's business He's a business man Mm-hmm no, it's. I wonder what he does with his cash because he had that. He had the a bit of an oopsie, with Beyonce. Some, yeah, he, he was playing with uh, twelve men on the pitch. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Solange, apparently, yeah. Well, there's that video. Have you seen it? No. In the elevator, where Solange. Uh, did you watch Family Guy? I do watch yeah, Family they, Guy. They, they, they do an incredible parody of that. <laughs> Where, P- look where Peter's also in the lift. <laughs> 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 it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, Jay-Z. Shout out to Beyonce, Jay-Z, Rihanna, Drake. Is, Sa- right. You know, Hot Sauce is selling around the world now because of Drake. I was reading this morning <laughs> on social media.
0: I told you. You started a trend. I didn't start a trend. What do you mean I started a trend? Well, why are you saying that? Yeah, for those of you who didn't watch the live stream the other night... We're, we're going through, um, we, we, we went to the studio the other, the other day. We've been doing TikTok watch longs, As you know, I'm sure you've heard by now.
1: And if you haven't, Ryan, maybe some people haven't heard.
0: Yeah. If you haven't heard, follow us to the MKT show on TikTok mm-hmm. Tonight's Tonight's think going live. Yeah. Right? You better believe it. Senegal, Malawi. So by the time you hear this, just as soon as, well, you're already through the podcast. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. I, I do know what you mean. So just, uh, you know, Look for the MKT show on TikTok right now. Follow us. Yeah. Drop a comment on some of our videos if you want. We have some very entertaining stuff. And, um, yeah, we're going to go live at five. So by the time you hear this, it'll probably be way past five, but even if not, we're going to upload the, upload the watch alongs to YouTube. You know, we still, we still don't have a YouTube, uh, our YouTube studio sorted, mm. but we want to be active. So we're going to be uploading there. You better believe it, and so anyway, that's not the point. The point was, <laughs> so the other night uh, we went to make food just just before we start because we record the podcast here, and then we drive to the to the studio, which is about ten minutes away. But well, it um, depends if I get the directions right. Yeah, yeah, we, we got a,
1: we got to turn on Sloan. I, I was looking last night.
0: <laughs> I told you at to Sloan. You did
1: say, it, but so that's what you got to. You got to go right and then turn left on Sloane, okay. which, which makes. No sense to most people watching here because not everybody lives in Bryanston. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now I officially know Bryanston because I come from the West. And also my directions are maybe some of the
0: worst in the world, Ryan, would you say? That's close. Sure. So anyway, um, we had to stop for food. MKT carries a bag of stuff with him wherever he goes. And so I just said to him, why do you carry all the stuff? And there was hot sauce and there was um, – what else did you carry? You had your, your cashews. hmm you had your, you don't carry mayo in there, hey? I look at my body. Do I look like I eat mayo? <laughs> and so, it just came up on the so podcast. Sun dried,
1: um, yeah, sun dried pesto. Uh, sun dried pesto, pesto from Woolworths. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. So MKC carries all the stuff, and I said, Gherkins. To, Was it Shimmy or was it? Um, no, it wasn't. Paul. It was Paul. Peasy. Peasy. Yeah. Peasy was on the on P-Z the live crust. And uh, your your mom's favorite yellow bone. <laughs> yeah. That's his hand off. You know, look for him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said to him, you know, why does MKT carry around? And then he's like, no, it's sort of somewhat normal, but the hot sauce I don't understand. And then it clicked to both of us. Drake had a bit of a, a bit of an issue. I'd say about a week ago. What happened with the
1: Drake situation? Like some people don't know and they don't have the time to delve into pop culture like you, right?
0: Okay. So what happened was, um, you know, Drake being one of the biggest, if not the biggest star on planet earth, he, is now being sued by um a lady because you know, he goes on these sneaky dates with them, uh with with these with these women. But now you see, being the biggest pop star or biggest star in the world, I don't want to say pop star, you, you you cannot afford to, you know, have kids with all these people. Sure. So after they had their fun, Drake took some hot sauce and threw it in, in the condom and threw, threw it away left the lady went back for the condom tried to impregnate herself sure. with, with you know Drake stuff yep and there's hot sauce in there did some did a little bit of damage I'd uh, say what did the lady say she said I'm gonna sue Drake for putting hot sauce <laughs> which is ridiculous and so then that's why I came to the conclusion I was like that's why I know why MKC didn't you just take the condom, condom with him it's a very clever idea actually what? Baggage it yourself. It's sad that you have to actually do that. Some people and I were talking about this morning. Like, you cannot have a stable relationship with anyone being that big. Yeah, no, so I, you have to worry about stuff like that in the trash.
1: No, you, uh, what have I told you about nines dating nines? That's his fault. I've told you this before. He should only be talking to people in to Madonna lane. and Scarlett Johansson and mm. Zendaya. These, that's the level... Okay, well, of, he shouldn't, he shouldn't be talking to what Instagram models. Are we joking? But I've told you, see, if you leave that gap, cause by his, he's a 10, Drake's a 10. Yeah, without a doubt. As a catch, right? She, no matter how hot an Instagram star is, by his standards, he, she's a 6. Yeah. That he, cause he can't step to like, okay, let's say Drake's an 8, 9 actually. Because there is another level. In fact, there are many levels above Drake. So I'd say seven and a half, eight by realistic standards. Because there's still a Drake, – Drake in his biggest dreams can't be stepping to Beyonce and there's some OGs out there who he couldn't even talk to. You know what I mean? He could talk to Beyonce, get the hell out of here. My husband invented or, – or was the OG of commercial hip-hop music. I don't, I don't mix with the help. You know what I'm saying? The Oprah, like Oprah – there's still levels where Drake – where, you know, Oprah just says, keep it moving, young man. You you know what I mean? I'm Steadman. That's what I'm saying. So it's his fault because, like,
0: who's doing it right now in, in music, right?
1: Like, he should be with Rihanna. What's he doing?
0: No, but Rihanna's already with ASAP Rocky and they're killing it. Is ASAP Rocky a bigger star than Drake? No, no, no. Whoa. That's what I'm saying. No, but he's right up there, though.
1: But, but who's, who's the other star? Like, who's a lady? Who's a big female star right now? Who's, who's like 30. Taylor Swift. Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. So Although Drake is, is very white. No, but the cultural differences are too. No, Drake's th- middle class Canadian. They are the most boring people in the world. That would work if Drake would stop faking being a thug from the streets, which he's not. <laughs> he's a Canadian Jewish guy. So, like he's not. I hate to pop everyone's bubble who thinks Drake's some thug boy. He's not. He just dresses like it. Yeah, and talks like it, which is so weird. It's so weird how many accents that guy's fake. But okay, good for him. He's a showman, right? Why is he not with Taylor Swift? Don't know. But you see what happens when you date down Mm. or do stuff down? They do crazy stuff. Imagine. Beyonce's not doing that. No way. Stable. Like, hey, now celebrities have their own problems. I'm not saying they're not human, but I'm saying Scarlett Johansson wouldn't do that. Because she's like, no, damn it. you're lucky, you'd be lucky to have a kid with me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you need, that's why you have to play at your own level. Otherwise, I always say the tension in any relationship is the gap between you guys. Like if you're a six and she's a nine, never going to work. Exactly. And obviously that's not just looks. I'm saying the whole pie, you know what I mean? Status, you know, how much power do you wield? Like power's a big thing in relationships. But Drake, Jersey, do you, he will do it? Do you boy? Because he's got a baby with a stripper, hey, or a, or a a woman of the night.
0: One yeah, of the two. Yeah. Was she a stripper? Very good-looking kid. But stripper. I don't know if she was a stripper. But like, do we? How do we feel about good-looking kid though? How do we feel about Drake's kid
1: one day having to address the fact that his mom's a stripper?
0: I don't think she's a stripper, though.
1: No, but she was something funky-junkie. It wasn't like Instagram model. It yeah. was stripper or
0: prostitute. That kid can be very lucky. <laughs> but now the whole world knows your mom's... Yeah, but the whole world knows your dad is Drake.
1: Does that balance out the fact that oh. you I don't know, Ryan. No, no, no. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. I went to school with rich kids, the richest kids in Africa. Some of the things they'll say about people's parents. Because also, you know what would happen... The spiciest things that would ever happen, and and boarding school, everybody knows everything, right? Like some of the parents would sleep with other parents from the school, and like make it weird, you know? Yeah. Like it's weird now, like we all know, because <laughs> because one of the things in a bro- in a brotherhood, nobody hides anything. Eventually, you talk to someone, and stuff gets out. If you want a secret, take it to your grave. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with
1: you. Like imagine that world, and kids can be so cruel. No, they can. And now they find out your mom's a
0: stripper. Woo! We, I don't care if your dad's Drake. <laughs> it's becoming more and more common now, eh? especially with, with the whole OnlyFans thing. What do you, oh, what do you mean? Like moms during COVID started OnlyFans. Yeah. And, and kids started getting kicked out of schools for it. No way. Yeah. But the thing is... Is this in America? Yeah. But their whole like argument is, what does my job have to do with this? No, 100%. You, you, like
1: 100%. Like... Because get the bread. Y- y- that's it. Because if if somebody's mom got caught, for, and I know a, po- a politician who got caught for corruption, right, in South Africa, and their son got to stay at St. Stidian's. So w- what about that? Yeah. You
0: know, uh, so is it because uh, it's bringing shame on the school? Yeah. It's because the one father finds it. When he's going through the OnlyFans platform, yeah, and you know, so tells so, who tells who tells, yeah. and then eventually it's problem it's is up.
1: problem is also it's not it's probably not the father. The, the dads are like, oh, look at this! I saw this lady in the parking lot. She is a firecracker. Mm. The ladies are the ones. Look at this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, some of the, phew, I've heard ladies talk about other ladies before. Some of my friends. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do you guys even think of being that that mean about somebody? Mm. Like, guys are, oh, that guy's a, you know, beep, beep, beep. Like, ladies, like, it's so personal. Like, I almost feel like they're attacking me. You know what I mean? And I hear them. I'm like, okay, I need to move away from this because I don't do gossip. Oh, this is too much pressure for my heart, <laughs> for, my <laughs> for my cold, cold heart. Wow. Yeah, so i got a precious heart, right? And I can't be around that <laughs> stuff. So shout out to Drake's… um kid having a mom that's a stripper dude or whatever that's incredible to me or do I need am am I like too hoity-toity am I do I need to relax yeah no I think I don't think it's bad because I don't judge people that are strippers by the way I've got no problem with people being porn stars like I'm not a however you make your money it's your business well unless you export kidneys that belong to humans don't do that that I do have a line yeah But, but also again in everything you do you must expect the full, you you, you must live with the consequences. Because if you're a stripper, I, I'll, like, did I say I won't judge? I will judge you for that, by the way. Like, ugh, maybe just get a degree.
0: You know? Maybe some people are using it to pay for their degrees. <laughs> like the movies. Can be a thing. I, I don't know. I'm not a stripper. I've never been in that position.
1: What a wild life that must be. Well, so. what do strippers do like at, Quarter past three on a on a Wednesday night, or Wednesday afternoon. Count their money, cash as well. Okay, good way to avoid tax. Maybe Lewis Hamilton should have been a stripper. Although no strippers getting paid two hundred million dollars a year, are they? No. And oh. you think with that kind of money, he could just pay tax. Nah, it's not his thing. We are, we are. <laughs> tax avoiders, are tax avoiders. Shout out to Lewis Hamilton. What's he up to now? It's living the dream somewhere. Well, how many yachts do you think he has? Apparently, like? the
0: FIA is um, busy with the investigation from the race last year. Uh-huh. And it's going to be announced end of Feb. Oh, so they might
1: turn the decision over? Yeah.
0: No way. Yeah. Although if I'm Lewis, I'll fight it till the death. But I don't think Lewis is willing to make a return to Formula One unless they turn it over. Oh, is that is that where the message is going? Because now he didn't go to, the, to that gala dinner. Uh-huh. And he's unfollowed every single person on his Instagram, which they find offensive, which is hilarious. Who? What? Who finds it offensive? The the Formula One. I don't know who who does prosecution in Formula One. Oh, whoever, yeah, yeah. No, that they, they see it as a as a as, as an offence for unfollowing the whole sport. Uh, look, y- you know that type of sport
1: doesn't like that. See that that's always been the one side of. Lewis that they don't like Mm. because it's very it's like golf it's why golf struggled to deal with Tiger Woods when when Australia when when it came out after Australia right because it's built to be exclusive and exclusive institutions don't like they don't know what to do with controversy because even if things go wrong usually we sort it out in house it's just us anyway you know it's like the royal family exactly they they, they don't know how to deal because they also another thing you must always realize about things like golf and Formula One nobody ever tells billionaires what to do mm. so it's very new that billionaires are now hearing from Lewis Hamilton a millionaire what to do you know what I'm saying mm. so it is awkward because they don't they have no clue how to operate so I hear what you're saying so Lewis
0: saying I'm not coming back Is that official or is that, are we headed that direction? No, I think we headed that direction. It's just, he hasn't said a word to anyone. He won't even speak to reporters.
1: And and I can understand why the the, the FIA would be offended because by a country mile, he's the biggest star the sport's ever had. He has a role to play because Formula One's a really small sport, actually. You know, I, I, I know everybody thinks it's this massive sport. It's not. It's just really well marketed. Is that, He's the biggest icon the sports ever had. Not just, I'm not saying best driver. That's a, that's a different conversation. He's, he, Michael was dry toast, right? Like, he was, he's the biggest icon they've ever had. And they're going, Lewis, we've positioned you as the king. That comes with a role. Cause if you're the CEO, now even if you disagree with your own company publicly, you, you've got to be a company man. Lewis, he, he like, But but again, it's the difference between me and your generation, right? People will like Lewis, like, no, he got wronged in his mind. He should express how he feels. Whereas my argument is he's basically the CEO of Formula One right now.
0: He's the guy right now. But that's what I think he's realized. And that's why I think he's throwing his weights around now. He's realized, okay, you know what? I've actually been in this business for eight years. I've been winning for eight straight years. I'm the guy. I'm the guy. And I'm not taking this. So you know what? Until you guys sort your stuff out in-house, I won't return. Which I which don't like. Which will affect. Yeah. I also don't like Yeah. That. No, no, no. Like
1: I don't like that you don't like it because you sport for stopping.
0: No, no, no. I just, I don't like people who overstep. Like don't sham the, the sport that made you. Like Formula One made you. You don't see John Cena out here calling out Vince McMahon. But with men, what have I always told you? When men get money, this is what happens. Yeah.
1: And, and listen, listen. Lewis Hamilton is quite entitled to act our he He's a once in a, he's a once in a, in a species human. There's him or Michael Schumacher. The rest of you are, you're all assistants for these two. <laughs> they're, they're well clear. He's got what? Seven. And Michael's eight, eh? Yeah. I mean, th- there's them. There's them and everyone else. You can go and argue Etten Center until you're blue in the face.
0: There's those two. And everybody's saying now, oh, they won't let Hamilton win the eighth because they don't want... They don't want him to take they, over they Michael. They don't want him to take over Michael. It'll destroy the sports. And I'm like, oh, get out of here.
1: Listen, if I'm him...
0: If James is here,
1: I'll tell you that story. But listen, if I'm him, it's on a personal note, I disagree with it. But if if it was me, I'd probably do the same thing. Because, bloody hell, it must be hard. That's a hard sport, eh? No, Formula no, no. One is an unforgiving sport, and Michael Schumacher never faced the pressure that Lewis Hamilton does because there was no Instagram mm. back. Then. I love the the great Mark Schumacher is one of my favorites, but Lewis has been in the. <laughs> think of the pressure that guy's been under for the last ten years. You are the sport, and nobody else is here because Verstappen's new. For a while, it was a bunch of dregs and. Him. He was carrying this thing for ten years. He was Tiger Woods. And that's no fun. Carrying a whole sport by yourself every day, you can't be human. And I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan. I'd like to be clear, I like I like Verstappen. Yeah. Jeez. But you know what Formula One? They're they're loving it. Really, secretly. Oh, Oh, the drama? Put that on TV.
0: Get a mic on him. Do you know how long there was still I mean people are still speaking about this controversy about the final? Which is grand. I mean, I think there's only been one other time where the points have been lined up so well, where it's been a like you know normally it finishes up in in November. Think about football, bro. You know why football beats everything else or, or soccer
1: and and football in America is that part of being the TV show is you need to dominate the off the the off season talk. Mm. It's a big part of the sport. Think of when when we're reading transfer rumors when there's no season. How often are you like yes, you did you hear? That
0: would be sick. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And F1, don't you think they're not planting these stories everywhere? It may not even be true. And they're like, listen, we need to get in the news
0: rotation here. So that's why the FIA took, took the Christmas period. January. Yeah. February, we're going to know what's, what's, if they're going to overturn their decision. I'm
1: here for it, bro. I'm here for it. Ryan, good stuff. Let's go, let's go watch some AFCON. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Can Malawi beat Senegal tonight? Can we get some food first?
0: You hungry? Are you
1: hungry? Yeah, we can't eat in studio. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've made a mess of it the entire time. Like Mm. yesterday, again, I had to basically eat my sandwich like a vacuum cleaner.
0: (laughs) I only ate my sandwich when I got home. What
1: kind of life is this? What are you thinking for lunch? Pizza. You can't have pizza every day, right? Okay, we'll have it today. No, no, no. I'm not having pizza. Let's be very clear. You can have a pizza. Deal. Also, maybe we (laughs) need to make another deal. I'm not buying you because I'm happy to pay for food, but I'm not happy to pay for unhealthy food. Like okay. I want, I bought pizza once. You know what I mean? That's fine. <laughs> if you want a pizza, you got to pay for it yourself.
0: Okay.
1: You gonna have pizza? Yeah, we're we'll gonna see what's. No, I'm not having a pizza. So let's make a deal.
0: We'll I'm, see. I'll see what you're getting, I and mean, then we'll get. I'll get there. a sandwich from Woolworth. What do you mean? A Zom. A huh?
1: So let's make that deal though, so that because at least we can be consistent. You know what I mean? So at least you know what's on the table. I'm never buying you soft drinks, and I'm not buying you unhealthy food. So no hamburgers, no. Because you've seen how I eat. I eat like a little bit like a, like a Spartan. Yeah. Mm. You don't like that. I've noticed you don't like that.
0: No, I've no problem with it.
1: Oh yeah, a little bit of a problem with it. Judging my pesto, you know what
0: I'm saying? <laughs> okay, sounded so weird that you took everything in that bag. So, how about that
1: deal? I, I don't mind paying for lunch, but we can't have unhealthy food. It's fine. If you want a pizza, you can buy a pizza. But if you want food, I'm probably just going to buy us chicken every time. You know what I mean? Okay. No, it's up to you. I mean, you can buy your own pizza. I'm not saying. Donut. I'm
0: trying to save us time because we had to eat a sandwich like a vacuum yesterday. I did. I was- <laughs> <laughs> you had to inhale
1: it. Jeez, what happened? Well, I'm a human. I'm supposed to chew. This is what I was thinking. like, jeez, I nearly choked on this thing, bro.
0: So, yeah. It's tough. We'll figure it out. Join in on the, on the TikTok live stream later to see what we did. It's the MKT show.